right then, guys, welcome to another WMBF UK podcast. You're here with myself, Lil Mitchell, WMBF Pro. And today I've got a special guest, okay? I've got our WMBF UK British champion, figure champion, Hannah Mitchell. Hannah, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hello. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Literally just, you know, um, as I said to you previously, that I, you know, I was previously looking at your Instagram stories and getting inspired. I'm ready to go hit the gym after our interview. So, yeah, you motivated <laughs> me for that. So that's, I'm fired up, I'm fired up. So, yeah, I'm good, thanks. What are you training today? I'm training legs. <laughs> oh, nice. I've just done, I've just finished legs. I've that's why I'm probably struggling to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, she's given us excuses already, but we're still going to drill her for a million questions. All right. So, Hannah, let's kick it off by you telling us a little bit about who is Hannah Mitchell. You know, you know, where, what do you do? What background do you come from? Give us some insight. Um, OK, I guess I'll, I'll, I can start with like what I do now. OK. Because else we'll be here a while, right? Um, so yeah, right now, um, so I'm 25, I think, yeah, 25. Let, let's be honest, the past two years do not count. Um, so I'm 25, I am a cancer research specialist um, as my job. Um, I also have a side business, um, which is just just as important um and that is my posing business with healthy with hannah posing with hannah um and yeah i am also a figure competitor um that's it in a nutshell really nice wow that's a that's a broad spectrum man but that's one of the things i picked up um from just looking at some of the stuff that you do that you do 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 a lot of you know a lot of different things so you got as you just mentioned you've got posing with hannah you obviously come from a cancer research background you know how how do you fit it all in how do you get that work-life balance you know i get this is the biggest question I get uh, probably every day I get that question or like people I work with they'll always ask like how do I find the time to go to the gym or, mm. or not even ask how do I find the time it's like oh no I don't have the time to do that I'm like what you do you actually do yeah. you're just deciding not to um, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for me personally the fact that I love every single aspect is the reason that I do it. Like if I didn't love any of those things, then you wouldn't find the time to do it, would you? Like, so for me personally, like my day starts at around half six, I'll like get up. If it's a check-in day, I do my check-in. I spend the first half hour of my day either um, like some kind of education, but whether that's a podcast or a YouTube, um, and then I go to work and I work in the lab. Um, it's meant to be eight to half four, but like we just discussed, sometimes that just does not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very, very fortunate in the fact that my work, they know what I do in terms of the bodybuilding side of things. So when I'm sitting there, uh, like nibbling away at food, like, <laughs> Like, I'll just be sitting there and, and it'll be silent and everyone will yeah. be doing work and I'll just hear my rice cakes like yeah. <laughs> and I'm like yeah <laughs> just me <laughs> or I get out this massive tub of like salad yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah don't mind me um yeah. yeah so I make sure like I do get my food in even if I'm in the lab like all day which does happen sometimes I will nip out for five minutes and just yam that food down like 
because to be honest if I don't then my brain doesn't work so it's really benefiting them if they allow me to eat you get me yeah because no one no one likes an angry person on prep right literally so yeah not even on prep bro like (laughs) I just if I don't eat every two hours then then there's a problem um and then so I eat my pre-workout meal like around 4 p.m. so that as soon as I finish work I go straight to the gym and I don't limit myself like I don't give myself a time limit within that gym because for me again this is my time Mm -hmm. so from from when I started going to the gym like I mean we'll probably get into that but yeah the gym for me is just the time that I need to completely detach myself from the normal world like whatever is happening whatever's happened at work whatever's happening like in home life that does not matter in the two hours or whatever that I am in the gym so that's why I don't limit myself within that time within within that environment and then I get home and I like meal prep get ready for the day and then try and get into bed around nine ish and I'm getting in a routine at the minute where I actually read a fiction book for like half hour before bed to like wind down mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah do it all again <laughs> that's that's some you know some dedicated routine going on there and it sounds like you're, you're trying to instill a fixed path which just allows you just to make sure that you just you know stay on track so that's really cool so yeah tell me where it all started then so how did you you know kind of fall in love with health and fitness how did you know how did that come about um so health and fitness wise um I've always been an active child like when I've started I've been dancing since I was three years old um yeah like classes um performing on stage uh exams like that sort of thing like from such an early age and then all through primary school secondary school I was on the football team I was on netball oh. rounders I, I played for Wolverhampton girls under 16s oh wow oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's not playing around <laughs> Hannah, <laughs> Hannah just went for it like wow I'm, I'm a very good like I'm yeah. a very competitive person like that's just um that's just how I've always been like I just love activity and I do think naturally I am quite good at sport so mm-hmm. say if I've never done something like say if I go bowling yeah. like I will I will get a few strikes still because I just <laughs> naturally do have that thing for sport um so yeah for me it was never um difficult for me to like stay active mm-hmm. however my family and our genes like I was I was obese as a kid like I was very overweight Mm -hmm. and that's that I I know people hate it when they say like oh it's genetics like there is not a single person in my family that struggle like that doesn't struggle to keep weight off Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just one of those things so and then that with the fact of my personality um with not necessarily being quiet um you know kids don't like that um so at school school was very difficult for me and I was um 
bullied about my weight. Um, so when I got to around 16, um, I started going to the gym, but I was that typical cardio bunny. Like yeah. I go to the classes mm-hmm. or I just run. Um, and I ended up dropping a hell of a lot of weight, like way, way, way too much. Yeah. Uh, I ended up being on like, I've, I've done it all where I've done slim fast, like only had shakes like all day, like, you know, yeah, I've, that, I've done, that classic mistake, right? Yeah. 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 I've done all those silly mistakes. Like I think that's the thing nowadays that people see competitors and they'll think that it's just been instilled from the get go to eat healthy and be strong and this and that. And for me, it definitely hasn't. I have made all those mistakes that people, people are making now. Um, and then when I did get to, like I said, that very, very low weight, I kind of looked in the mirror and <laughs> I had no boobs, no ass. I was straight up and down. I was like <laughs> literally a pole, mate. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something about that. Um, and I think one day I went to one of the classes and it was either fully booked or I I was late or something like that. So I had to just do something else. Mm -hmm. So I started going on, you know, like the circuits of machines that appeared. Started going on that and I was like, this is all right, you know, I'm having a bit of fun. Not just doing an arm press. (laughs) Well, it was more leg stuff. I was like, right, I'll just go on a leg extension, like around the shop, you know. (laughs) (laughs) no time under tension here (laughs) Um, and um again because I I am quite a chatty person I like got to know some of the PTs there they did help me kind of slowly get into it and they gave me a bit of advice here and there and like I said genuinely it took me years from when I was 16 until I was at uni so around like 19 20 Mm -hmm. until I started doing my own research, like just picking up as much information as I could. I like wrote my own programs. Like when I look at them now, it's so funny. (laughs) But like I said, everyone starts somewhere, right? 100%. And I think a lot of people can relate to that whole journey of kind of, you know, just doing the the typical things of just going in straight with cardio, not knowing much, kind of, you know, dropping, you know, dropping the meals down and trying to starve yourself and then the weight, drastic weight loss. And then, you know, even when you mentioned about just doing the circuits on the machine, because I work in the fitness um, industry and I see it all the time. You get often a lot of people coming to the gym and they just do mini circuits um, on the fixed resistance. And you're like, "Mm, okay, you need a little bit of guidance. But it is everyone has a journey and that learning path right until we start to apply and reach out for the relevant help to move us on. Well, exactly that. And I think that's the difference for me personally. I think because of my personality, I I am so inquisitive. Like when I don't know things, I will go out my way to find out more. And that is the reason why I have been able to kind of get to where I am now. Um, so when I was at uni, I, I continued going to the gym, but it wasn't, and my health, health and fitness still wasn't a forefront there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going out like I was a very, very different person from well before the age of around 2021 I was a very very different person to who I am now um in all honesty I can look back and and hate who I was which I know sounds very dramatic but yeah it I wasn't in a in a good place mentally and um 
physically and and that showed in how I was acting you know Mm -hmm. um and so I but I started going to the gym properly um to kind of de-stress for exams at uni for my undergrad degree so this is where my kind of routine started coming in so I would revise until seven and then I'd go to the gym after that to burn myself out so I could sleep at night basically um and it really did help with just de-stressing. And then um, for my master's, I then moved to London. So this was where there were a, there was quite a good fitness community. And I again, I tried to get involved where I could. Mm. I went to like little events and like meetups yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then probably not the darkest moment of my life because unfortunately there's been um a darker one since but I think the the point the turning point for me was um around August 2018 Mm -hmm. so I was just finishing my master's like degree dissertation etc a lot happened in my life at one point at one time um so my nan uh, got diagnosed with another cancer unfortunately she passed away uh june just gone yeah. yeah um my cousin who was just my world like she was my inspiration for the career i was going into the person that i was trying to be like yeah. she, she's incredible and and she uh, got diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer and she oh, was man. She, she was mid-30s with three kids and yeah. like, she was a doctor, like, like honestly, the yeah, most yeah. incredible woman. Um, and, yeah, there was just a lot going on. And then my partner at the time, um, he cheated on me and, and left me. Um, and then I was also going under, uh, going under some investigations for some... Um, medical things and I was put on hormonal therapy and all these things just sent me into a hole basically um I was in the pits of depression and I actually started going to church so okay yeah for, for me like I I've I've been religious mm-hmm. uh, on and off um through my life but I found spirituality within yes. that time um and like I said I kind of made the decision to not only go start going to church again but the gym was that two hours that an hour and a half of where I could just forget everything so I started going a hell of a lot more um and then I moved home and I said to my mom I was like I need to just throw myself into something and just do something for me Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, I'm not sure yet, but I just need to be selfish for for the next couple of months. Um, so I got a part-time job in a pharmacy and I started with a coach that Christmas time. Uh, and then uh, this was where I, I still didn't know really anything about about bodybuilding. Yeah. Like I, I, I enjoyed flicking through Insta, but I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about anything I didn't even think about natural bodybuilding I I obviously was natural but I didn't (laughs) realize people took stuff (laughs) 
Oh, you're like, oh, oh, those guys are, oh, they're on stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, they're just massive. (laughs) (laughs) That creatine is class. Um, So, yeah, got a coach, and then I was aiming to do a show in September. I started prep with him in April, and uh, he was like, yeah, so we're going to do a show, and it's in six weeks, and you're not going to do bikini. (laughs) You're going to do tone figure. And I was like, okay. So I got ready for my first show in a six-week prep. Yeah. And I played second. And I was like, oh. might do this then. Might might give this a proper go. And but, and it just Yeah. I think I think you hit the nail on the head though. I think a lot of people go through a lot of things in life, right? Um, and it challenges us, but at the same time, it gives us that that the motivation and the, and the inspiration to kind of pull ourselves out of that and find the positives out of dark situations and draw on that strength to propel ourselves to move forward, right? And that's exactly what you just summed up in that whole the whole time frame that you said. You know, you had all of that happening. You came back home and you said you need to be selfish, throw yourself at something, and then you went straight into comp prep. Yeah, you went into a really a really fast comp prep, but nevertheless, it you allowed you to kind of push on right push on yeah that's I think that is the the thing so many people they they go through so much that that no one realizes at the time like I didn't speak to anyone about Mm -hmm. all these things at the time like it not even my mom knew about everything going on at that time what's important is how you move from it what are you going to do from that moment are you going to you're allowed to feel sorry for yourself Mm -hmm. however what are you going to do about it what can you do about it let's fucking go yeah 100 100%, 100%. too many people look for excuses not to move forward it's all about finding the reasons how you're going to move forward put an action plan and just executing it you know what i mean so yeah. that's all good so talk to me about that first prep um obviously you, you said it was a nice it was a really short one but you know how did that feel and you know, you know give us some insight um, for that one yeah so like i said i joined him uh this was a different coach to who i'm with now yeah um so um I joined him in the April and I was in a, a, a very good position, um, like physically I had, I'd been losing weight myself anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was like, right, we'll go. There's this first time a show in six weeks, like let's yeah. give this a go. And like, again, when I am told to do things like mm. I will not miss a beat, like I will, <laughs> do it to the T I did not cheat on my plan like not even I didn't have any 10k 10 calorie jellies like anything like that you know I didn't miss a step I didn't miss a second of cardio like (laughs) that sort of thing and um yeah went into this PCA first timers uh and we played second and then there was a show two weeks later and basically I came in too lean (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> yeah. So we went, we actually went for athletic figure. Yeah. But then if you'd see me in 2019, I mean, even now, I'm not big enough for athletic figure. Like when you think about PCA, there mm-hmm. are yeah, people yeah. that are assisted, right? Yeah. So, but because I'd ended up getting glutes rations, we were like, let's go athletic figure. <laughs> I turned up and I was like, these women are wham. What? <laughs> yeah, like, they, pack, they pack a lot of muscle, right? <laughs> well, the thing is, even though it was first timers, you've got to think the athletic figure women they were probably around 40 years old like these are women that had been trained in all their life they're just 
had only just decided to compete. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, mu that muscle maturity goes a long way. Exactly. A lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, if, you, if you're slightly older and you've got the muscle maturity, but you only yeah. tap into your, compete, your competitive side of things later yeah. on in life, you're still going to be quite lethal, even as a first timer, right? Yeah. 100% and like that like you've just said that muscle maturity creates a density that's so mm -hmm. different when you when you lean down you yeah. can like obtain that real grainy look oh, fuck, yeah. I love um, <laughs> but as I my muscle age was very young um when I did come down I, <laughs> I looked very small yeah. so basically they put me in toned figure on the mm -hmm. day and at the end of the day, I was just too lean, four-toned figure. So there was that other show two weeks later. Yeah. We decided to, like, fill up a little bit. Uh, and I ended up, and that was um, 2019 Muscle Talk PCA. And I ended up winning. So that was class. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but then continuing, like, my first season, I then went for a few shows for September, October, yeah. because those are the shows that I was planning to do initially mm -hmm. before he was like, nah, you'll be ready in six weeks. Yeah. Um, so we carried on and I ended up losing. So my stage weight in the June was 57 kilo. Mm -hmm. My stage weight in the September was 51. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so bear in mind they'd already told me I was too lean at too lean, yeah wow yeah so then I did get pushed up to athletic figure and it was one of those where at the moment in time when I was changed category like on on the day on I literally walked on stage for tone figure they called my number and were like nah get off <laughs> get, get off and so yeah. uh, I'm like honestly like feathering in my quads they were like please leave um so how, how did that make you feel obviously preparing for a show right and then you got a category in mind and then all of a sudden it gets switched on you you know, like what goes through your mind at that time? Do you, was you panicking or was you thinking, okay, cool, that, that works better. I'll just crack on with it. Within the first 10 seconds, yeah. panic, right? Like, like you just said, you are prepping for a certain category. You've got something in mind. Like in your head, you're like, I'm going to win this. And let's be, let's be honest. Everyone, because you know what? A lot of people say, oh, I'm just in it to take part. Like we always prep to win guys. Come on, let's be real. Right. However, going if you don't win, mm. I I don't want to say I don't care, but as long as I know that I've done absolutely everything within my power, yeah, and I know that I've bought my best package, I, I actually don't care about the placing. And I'll go into that actually a bit okay. later because, like I said, I won in 2019. Yeah. However, I didn't win in the same federation this year. But mm -hmm. does that mean I didn't progress? Hell no. Yeah. So we'll go into that. But yeah, yeah so the yeah. first 10 seconds, like genuine panic. But you've got to think that if they're changing your category, they're doing it for your benefit. They're doing it because you fit a different category better. Yeah. So at the end of the day, these women that were in athletic figure are the girls that I'd been screenshotting as my wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The women I've been staring at for the past, like, however many months. I was now on stage with them. I was blown away. The fact that I had gone 
within my first competitive season, I'd gone from junior bikini to yeah. toned figure to athletic figure in the British finals. You know what? I literally was like, that's class. Yeah. I'm buzzing. Like, like I said, these are women that I, I had honestly looked up to and hoped to be on stage with in the next two, three years, not within my first season. So I took it as a, a massive compliment. I took it as a, wow, you think that I'm able to stand up with yeah. these women? Um, but yeah, obviously I didn't win. Um, I placed sixth in the finals but like I said I actually burst out crying with happiness when they called my name at six because I was just shocked at that I was like what yeah, <laughs> yeah. <you> sure? <laughs> so that's that's the thing so sometimes obviously win lose or draw there's always some positives to come out of it it's all about you drawing on those yeah. right and just learning from those right 100% so talk to me a little bit about your show at the WMBF uk supernaturals um because obviously you went on to win your um your class uh talk to me about that show what made you decide that you wanted to do the wmbf uk so like i said for my first season in 2019 i actually didn't know about natural federations which yeah. sounds so naive um so this season was like in 21 2021 was always going to be my kind of natty debut yeah. <laughs> like okay. for nice, me, nice. I yeah. wanted to find my footing like I wanted to see where I stood like uh -huh. uh, that you you know that all different federations they'll be looking for different things like yeah. you have to find the one that suits you sometimes 100%, yeah. uh, and the category right so the the off season that I've just had uh like before prep it was as good as possible um so this is where i joined cuba do you mm -hmm. join in cuba um and um and, that, and that's your coach right yes, cuba yes. Kid, right yeah yeah ifbb pro mm -hmm. um and he's honestly changed my life like in in so many ways you know how you just spoke about routine that's all down to him like yes. I definitely my mindset my relationship with myself with food how I my outlook on not just training but life itself has mm -hmm. genuinely just drastically changed and I, I I do have him to thank for a lot of it um but the off season was obviously in my bed actually it was in this room right here yeah. <laughs> my off season was in this room right here <laughs> And um, so I bought uh, a borrowed like uh, a bar and plates and I bought a bench and I just I didn't miss a session. Yeah. I did what I could with what I could um, and tried to build what I could. Um, so going into this prep, like I said, it was to see where I could stand within natural federations. Yeah. I tried UKDFBA um, and I actually went for women's physique within okay. that. Um, however, I did like my uh, routine and all my mandatories. And at the end of that, they then said they wanted me back, but in figure. So they invited me to the finals, but for figure. Um, and I was like, right, well, I did do that. However, for me personally, I was like, I know that I don't fit in it. Because again, I was like too lean yeah. for the category, but I would rather present 
my best uh, and how I like to present rather than trying to fit a criteria, right? Yeah. So I was like, right, well, I'll I'll see what, what else there is out there. And obviously WMBF, they have the fit body category. Um, so my aim was to actually do that. Okay. However, again, then after doing a few shows, you can't always do what you want. Yeah. If that makes sense, you do have to just go where you fit. Yeah. Um, and I'm so, so glad that I did. Um, I did speak to um, Steph and obviously like spoke to my coach um just to see where they both thought I would fit yeah. and they said that because of my shape mm-hmm. um and because of my muscle age it's still quite low would you say low or small <laughs> young <laughs> still priming still yeah. priming yeah 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 so <laughs> they said that I would suit figure better okay um and I honestly absolutely love that day. That, you know what? That's that's a smart approach that both you and your coach then, you know, approach the federations ahead of time just to kind of get a better understanding of where you best suit. Um, a lot of people don't plan ahead, um, you know, just pretty much just land up and then might get shifted on the day. So I think there's, there's a lot of benefits of kind of doing your research um, to understand the federations. Um, yes. Yeah, so before um, I obviously went for WMBF, I did uh, speak to Steph just to see where um, I would fit because there had just been a bit of uh, up in the air about which category yeah. I, do, I do fit into. Um, and, and and me and my coach spoke about it and, and with Steph, obviously, and, and she said that I would be most suited for figure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm extremely glad that I went for that. Um, yeah. And I loved, loved it. I've never done a show where there's um, like a mid-morning part and then an evening show, yeah. like a pre-judging. Mm-hmm. And made it a day like it made it so much more enjoyable and and special and and I think it was so important to do because it did allow the judges that if you didn't fit in the criteria that you'd first decided to go for they'd be able to then say well in in the evening show can you actually go into that that category yeah um, I think it, it took us back to that, the traditional bodybuilding shows, right? That is what bodybuilding is really about, having a morning and then the evening shows. Like if you look at uh, the Olympia, et cetera, that's how they do it, right? So I think if anything, it does make your day a bit more as an athlete worthy um, because it feels like you get a hell of a lot more out of your day and your time and your participation is is, is truly, um, you know, then rewarded for. So I think, you know, it worked yeah. really well. It felt like a performance instead of like a cattle shuttle on <laughs> and then do some turns and then, yeah, and then off we go. Off <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like if you in in other federations, if you don't win, you're on stage 10 minutes sometimes yeah, and that's 100%, it. and then you're off. So you've yeah. done 26, 20, 26 week prep, whatever you do do. Yeah. Um, and then you go on stage 10 minutes and it's like, yo, peace done. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, so, the, funny, the, the funny thing about that, what I like about you as well is that you're not shy of, you know, stage presence, right? You've been on stage a number of times through dance as well. So, you know, 
did that help you in your preparation of going into shows and your, you know, to put, having that performance background, did that help you with that stage confidence to be able to showcase your physique to the, to the maximum that you could? Yes, definitely. Um, I think what's so is when people do see me backstage, I am, I'm just, I am like this. Like I am just like, boo boo, let's go. Like <laughs> I, I do love being on stage. Yeah. But, let me tell you now, that doesn't mean I don't get nervous. Yeah. I will be backstage, honestly pooing my pants. I'm sitting there. <laughs> okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. As soon as I step on stage, yeah. you fake it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> that is what you've got to do. Yeah. Um, and you just have to go out there. And like I said earlier, like as long as you know there is not a single thing that you could have done more within those X amount of weeks beforehand, yeah. this is your time to showcase every bit of every single day of every hard work. Mm -hmm. So why are you going to let your confidence not shine? Like, yeah. why are you going to make that hinder you? Yeah, This is the time for you to showcase all of that. Mm -hmm. So shine, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't do anything more mm. like you've done you've done all the hard work so there is nothing more that you can do other than showcase it as best as possible um and i and in all honesty i like i've said right at the beginning if i didn't enjoy it i wouldn't do it yeah. i honestly it boils my blood when i when i see people and all they do is moan about their prep or moan about like what happened on stage and they're like don't, don't do it then okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always i always say to people you've got to fall in love with the process and enjoy every moment of it um if you're not doing that then you can't you can't win you know what i mean like why are you doing it if you've got so many negatives about it why are you doing it you've got to fall in love with that process and everyone's like how do you make prep look so easy because i just enjoy the whole journey yeah. Um, can we pause again? I'm so sorry. I've got... Okay, so let's talk back about that win at the Birmingham show. So obviously you won your class, you got the invite to Vegas, but you didn't go, did you? No, no, I did not. Okay, so obviously you still got the title, you didn't go to Vegas. Okay, mm -hmm. so, you know, what is next for Hannah Mitchell in terms of the next stepping stones? So I get, I'll, I will tell you why I didn't go. Um, in all honesty, this past year, like I, like I have briefly touched on, like this past year has been extremely difficult for yeah. not just me, but my family. Um, I mean, I haven't even touched on this, but I, I was homeless for a period of time. Um, the house that I am in right now is yeah. my own property. However, for four weeks, I was living on people's settees and things like that. So it has been a very difficult period of time, especially losing my nan whilst I was in prep. Yeah. Because I was in prep, I didn't process it. Yeah. I buried it. Yeah. And uh, so post-show is definitely something that I had to, I had to grieve. Um, yeah. And I had to, the whole time, I had to be there for my granddad and my mom. Mm -hmm. um, so that was one reason why I didn't go. Um, also, I did a 26-week prep. Yeah. So for a lot of people, like, I know some men that do, like, a 12-week prep max. Yeah. Right? As a natural, to do a 26-week prep, yeah. and my peak off-season weight was 78 kilo. I'm five foot eight, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
like I know it, it is still heavy, but I am five foot eight. Um, my stage weight for WMBF was fifty eight. Okay. So that is a lot of yeah. You know, I had I, I put my body through a lot, and I do bring condition to stage. I don't mm. I don't want to bring anything less. Yeah. So to then prep, even though it was only two more weeks, mentally and physically. It just wouldn't have been a great idea. I still probably would have pushed through. Yeah. However, when I go to Vegas, like I will, I will go. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you now, my next season, 2023, yeah. I'm gonna come back to WMPF. Yeah. And I'm gonna try come back for my title. Um. But when I do go to Vegas, I want to go and take it all. Like. Nice. Yeah. That that is the reason why I would want to go. I would want to go and be undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't disappointed with how I looked this season at all. Yeah. Um, I was extremely proud. Like I said, the fact that my off season was in this bedroom, I'm extremely proud of the progress that I did manage to make. And I know for a fact there was nothing more that I could have done. However, I still looked at myself this prep and thought, wow, gal, you yeah. need a bit more. I'm... You need a bit more. Yeah. Um, so I personally would want to only, like I said, take myself mm-hmm. to that next level, yeah. um, being happy with the package that I would bring. And and I just feel like I would need more tissue, more time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so next steps for me um I am reversing out of this prep so I'm seven weeks post-show now and I'm six and a half 6.3 kilo up I've had a lot of off-plan meals um but I'm in a very good place mentally within my food relationship which is something that I really had to address with Cuba at the start of things yeah um so I'm really proud of that. Um, I'm already on 3,500 calories training days. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're we in a very good position. Um, I've had my bloods done. Right. All my markers are, even my hormones are in a, a really good place. The only thing that's slightly raised is my serum urea levels, which um, let's be honest, being bodybuilders, that's going to be raised anyway because of the protein we have, like yeah. in terms we have um because these were nhs markers by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like oh my god you bodybuild that's really dangerous i'm like okay yeah man, you got you gotta love the nhs when it when they yeah. say and the, and the comments you get kind of <laughs> you go have your four bottles of wine a night yeah no stress no stress i think, um, I think you mentioned something really important that a lot of competitors and especially first-time competitors and females and, and males alike um, is is managing you know the post show the post prep with you know phases you know the reverse dieting coming out of it because often obviously a lot of people after their last show they just go and eat right they just want to eat 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 but there needs to be structure to get you back to normality right and I think the the importance of reverse dieting needs to come back in um, and I think the education piece around that is is really important just to make sure that you manage it and then you come off and you go back and go into your off season in, in the right direction because you, know, you can you can very well off course. The thing is what what I find and well found like comparing my 2019 like post show to now mm-hmm. is 
the element of control. Yes. What I lacked so much in 2019 was that control. Um, so I still felt extremely restricted coming out of my um, prep. And because of that, then when I had something off plan, it was a complete like eat everything in sight. Yeah. The, the how we've done it this time round has just been so good for me personally. It's not the route that everyone takes. Mm-hmm. I know people that take it a lot more, um, a lot more strict. Yeah. Um, so for me, what me and Cuba did, I did an off plan every single night for the first six days post-show but because I had that food freedom I would have my on-plan meals for the for the day and then I'd have an off-plan meal on the evening and because I was he pushed up my calories straight up straight away mm-hmm. because he knew that what's the point in being lean there's zero point in me being lean except it would hinder my like recovery it would hinder like me getting my hormones back in a, in a great place um so we like I said pushed the food up straight away and that having that off-plan meal on the evening as well meant that I was actually going to make good choices so I, I wasn't choosing like four dominoes and and 20 cookies yeah because I was full from us increasing that food initially I was choosing things like sushi and fajitas and steak even so it it is very difficult that post-show period because your ghrelin and leptin hormones they're they're gone they're switched off so Mm -hmm. those are the hormones that basically tell you when you're hungry and full and you have to almost continue to stop listening to them like you did in prep to make sure that you don't put on an excessive amount of weight straight out the gate. Yeah. Um, because I did have, sorry about that, an element of control um, yeah. coming out of prep. That is why we've managed to build my food up to such a good mm-hmm. position so quickly um and i am still enjoying social occasions i still have an off plan every single week however i don't think of my off plan meal as right this is my opportunity to eat as much as possible within this time frame because i've been so restricted that's not how i see it at all i create it as a social event and i would rather like organized going out for brunch or yeah. even like a date night yeah. I mean <laughs> um so I would organize it like that as an event because it's not about the food itself it's about that social interaction it's about the fact that you can relax now you're out of prep yeah yeah I think a lot. I think a lot of people struggle to, you know, switch off from prep and and get yeah. back into normal life. Right? It's it's like how, how do you balance it? They're still like, oh, I can't can't do this, can't, and they still feel quite, oh, I'm stuck a little bit. But I think even on some of your, your Instagram posts, I think you had like memories over macros as a title, and I was like, you know what? That that again, it goes back with what you just said. All right, you, you're socializing, so you know all of those kind of things. You've got to kind of. Just you know, just see it as a as an as an event, and just plan accordingly. But at the same time, enjoy it. You live once. You've come out of you come out of doing the hard work. You live once, enjoy it, but just stay balanced and focused. That's all. You know what I mean? This is yeah. This is the thing. I think because a lot, again, a lot of people do take prep 
quite differently. Yeah. But for me personally, I did shut myself up. I was extremely selfish with it. Mm. I yes, I did socialize from time to time. However, if I was tired at 8 p.m. and I'd met up with them at seven, yeah, and you know, they were expecting a whole night out. If I was tired at eight, I'm gone. I'm going. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna hinder the fact that if I stay out yeah. the next day. Yeah. I won't be able to perform my best in the gym. I'll probably be more hungry because I'll be I'll be so tired. Yeah. But I'm going home. <laughs> so <laughs> coming into your off season, it is the time where you can have late nights and you yeah. can give back to the people that were there for you whilst you were being selfish. You know, 100%, 100%. I love that. I love that. So what advice would you give to any newbies? Uh, so female um, figure athletes coming through or considering it, they're not quite sure if they fit in bikini figure, figure athletic, you know, you know, what advice would you give the next ones coming through? So, yeah, in all honesty, it does not matter the category that you are going for. Right. Like we've already touched on, like fall in love with it. And if you don't love it, if you don't wake up and you're not excited about your day, don't do it. Like, honestly, there is zero point in you doing it because if you aren't enjoying it, it's going to be 20, 30 times harder. And you're not a failure for not doing it. It's not for everyone. It is an extreme sport. And I think a lot of people forget to realize that. Mm-hmm. They think that because they see it on Instagram, it's the thing that you have to do. No, you don't. You can just go and enjoy your fitness journey. You do not have to compete. But honestly, just learn as much as possible. Take your time with it. Like there is no rush. Like like I said, in your first season, if you don't place, take it as that massive learning experience because your prep in all honesty, the day, the getting on stage, yes, it's so much fun to do, but the day itself is so insignificant, in my opinion, compared to how much you learn about yourself within that prep. Mm-hmm. That Making that decision in 2019 to prep was the best decision I've ever done in my life because there's it's not even just taught me about routine and structure. It's taught me about what I can physically and mentally push myself to do. And I've, there's no limits. There are no limits to what I can do. Yeah. And, and that has been what bodybuilding has taught me. And I, th- I genuinely think that if you aren't, like I said, if you're not waking up and you're not like, yes, I'm going to smash my cardio today. <laughs> like, if you aren't waking up like that. It doesn't mean yeah. that it's going to be easy. <sighs> Mate, some days I cried through my sessions. Yeah. I say some days. There was like two days. <laughs> in a 26-week prep, yeah. I, had, I did have low days. You're going mm-hmm. to because yeah. you are fatigued. However, that is an extremely small percent. Yeah. Like 10% of your days. Like you are going to be tired. However, if you're not still excited about the the prospect of what those days are going to then then move into, yeah. Then just just don't do it. Man, I think I, you've, I, you've got to fall in love with that whole process. Man, I, I love that how you summed it up, man. 
truly, you know, truly something up in the right way. And I think hopefully a lot of people at home, you know, will certainly get some inspiration and some insight off of that and kind of use that to kind of, you know, make the right decisions going into next season. Because obviously 2022 is going to be a powerful one. I've already seen the Natty scenes coming alive with loads of people saying they're going to do this show, that show. So it's going to be a really exciting time in the, on a natural scene. Um, yeah. So I'm really keen to see that. And I'm keen to see your return in 2023. For you to yeah, I was just about to say, yes. Yeah, yeah, so so now, now I've got the markers. I'm going to be looking yeah. at and just, you know, following your progress to, to seeing you <laughs> back to the stage. Um, but Hannah, thank you so much for being on today's show. It's been an absolute pleasure, you know, hearing of your journey from the start to where you are now and your plans for the future. Um, and we look forward to seeing you on the WNBF UK stage, retaining your title back in 2023. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been it's been so so lovely to to speak to you about it. And, and, and please keep motivating and inspiring people through your social media channels because you've got a lot of content. You offer a lot of different services that I think is just truly amazing. So guys, so Hannah, tell the guys what your social media handle is, and we'll put it on screen obviously as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, so it's underscore Hannah's Health. Um, that's not my surname. <laughs> Um, and then my kind of coaching uh, posing business is underscore healthy underscore with underscore Hannah. Um, and yeah, you can find me on there. And if you do have genuinely any questions like whatsoever, or you just want to chat, like drop me a message. Um, I'm always there. Um, I think it is really important to uh, just talk about anything that is going on in your in your head. So yeah, drop me a message. 100%. Hannah just gave you an invite to fly into her DMs, guys. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, I'm just saying, just saying. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Hannah. I just want to say a massive shout out to our sponsors, CMP and Nutrition. And our, remember, guys, we got our first time a show that is coming up in the 17th of July, 2022. And then we've got the yeah. big one in Birmingham in October on the 9th. That is the Supernaturals Open Championships. So we've got two shows for the WNBF UK next season. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing everyone grace that stage. Um, hopefully, Hannah, we'll, we'll be seeing you at some of these shows. Oh, Please definitely. come down and support. Um, yeah. we, we, we like when champions support other champions. So let's keep doing that. All right. And have a great evening. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you.